Dakotans, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show, aiming to keep America, its citizens, and minds free. Now, here's your host, Daryl Root. Hello, welcome to the Dakota Rustler Show. I am your host, Daryl Root, just as our bell said. I'm broadcasting from the wonderful state of South Dakota, Clear Lake to be specific. Lockdowns, what's a lockdown? We don't know what they are in South Dakota. Today's picture, if you're watching the video, is from Duluth, Minnesota, along the western edge of Lake Surprise from about a month or so ago over the holidays beautiful city of Duluth I have been there once and it was a nice place to visit today's topic internet privacy while online privacy can never be a hundred percent privacy certainly can be maximized with a few common-sense precaution I'll give you a few ideas today that you may have never heard before and a little bit like running away from a bear you don't have to be faster than the bear just faster than the other people you are with same thing with privacy just be harder to hack than other people while online but first we need to do something I call tidbits for those regular listeners, you know this is where I take a handful of news stories and make a few quick comments on them. So number one, Biden claims the Nord Stream 2 gas pipeline would be halted if Russia invades Ukraine. Well, I see two problems with this. Number one, Nord Stream Two is under German control and it runs from Germany to Russia so how we can halt that is completely beyond me what's he gonna do hold a gun to German Chancellor Schultz's head and say no you can't use it I don't think so number two Germany gets half of its gas from Russia already I don't think they're gonna delay putting together another pipeline if they can avoid it you know, Biden has long been an opponent of all these pipelines. He shut down Keystone XL. He's against, well, the guy's just against fossil fuels. I don't know. And then you wonder why fossil fuel prices are going up. Biden is an eco-Nazi. He thinks all this green energy is the answer to America's energy problems. It's not. I've done numerous podcasts explaining why it's not, you can go back and listen to some of them if you want. Number two, a district judge has ordered the U.S. government, i.e. the taxpayers, to pay $230 million to survivors and family members of victims of a 2017 Texas church shooting that killed 26 people. Government was considered 60% responsible for not reporting to authorities the perpetrator's 2012 domestic abuse charges, which would have denied him gun-buying capabilities. Devin Kelly pleaded guilty to those past charges, and for that, he was not allowed to have a gun. I'm sorry, but I'm old-fashioned. Whoever pulls the trigger is 100% 
guilty. Taxpayers should not have to foot any of the bill for this, even though it was government ignoring their duties. You know, government doesn't pay penalties. The taxpayers do. Number three, the UPS is likely to get a what I'm going to call a $50 billion bailout in the form of not having to prepay for workers' retirement funds. <clears throat> in theory, no business has to do this, but the generally accepted accounting principles that are involved with accounting do require that such funds and debt be included in bookkeeping. So once again, the government is kicking the can down the road by not pre-funding these retirement plans, which means your children and your grandchildren are going to be stuck with the bill when their present workers decide to retire. It's kind of like Amco's old motto from decades ago, you can pay me now or pay me later, you know, basically meaning... Yeah, you can pay a little bit money now and take care of it when you should, or you can wait till all hell breaks loose and pay a fortune later. <clears throat> Excuse me, dry throat this morning. Number four, the IRS has done an about face, a surprise about face, I might add, and decided not to use facial recognition to help authenticate people creating new online accounts. There's a lot of blowback over this, a lot of complaining about this, a lot of privacy advocates about this, which fits right into today's main topic. Maybe I applied just in time for Social Security benefits. I did so a few months ago. I did not have to provide any facial recognition. And why this was even done in the first place? Well, it's so the IRS wouldn't have to update its own technology systems. You know, they get somebody else to do what they should be doing with their own systems. I mean, ideally, I'd love to see the IRS disappear completely. There's a much better way to tax than to income taxes, but we know that's not happening anytime soon. You know, the IRS just remains antiquated. Can't wait to see what idea they come up with next for trying to verify people. Number five... The two biggest beer brewers in the U.S., which are Anheuser-Busch and Molson Coors, control about 65% of the U.S. market. You throw in Miller, and it's probably about 90%. As of 2017, there are 303 alcohol lobbyists in Washington. The Treasury, the FTC, and the Department of Justice, however, are considering rules that supposedly would help even the playing field to make life easier for small breweries to compete. It's estimated that old laws which restrict price competition cost consumers $487 million more a year than it should. Sounds like a lot of money, but when you consider that's only $1.50 per capita in this country, your beer isn't going to be any cheaper. Sorry to say it. But more competition would be great. The big boys should not have a lock on competition. This is one of the areas where I actually do support Biden. He's at least trying to increase competition and give the small guys a better chance to compete, at least in some areas. So with that, we're going to go to the advertisement section, and I'll see you back in 50 seconds. 
If you enjoy grilling and cooking, Camp Bridger seasonings are for you. All four blends are salt-free and designed to enhance the flavor of food, not bury it. The popular four-pack can be purchased and shipped anywhere in the continental U.S. for around 33 bucks, depending on your state's sales tax rate. Visit our sponsor's website at campbridger.com for more information. Anything Dakota Rustler related can be found at dakotarustler.org. There, you will find links to audio and video versions of the latest episodes. You can also support the show through purchase of merchandise, donations, or sponsorship. Sponsors will be recognized on air and or the website. Thank you for listening. And now, back to the show. Okay, welcome back. To the main topic of today, how to maximize your internet privacy. Nothing will give you 100% privacy online. You know, if you think that's going to happen, you're only fooling yourself. The only way you're going to do that is to never go online again. However, the following will help you to maximize your privacy, and most of the time it's with little inconvenience. These are in no specific order. Most anyone can use them. And the reason they're not in any specific order is because it's going to be different for different people. Ideally, for privacy, I'd love to see everyone get away from Apple, get away from Windows, use one of the many Linux operating system distributions because they don't spy on you, but that's an argument for another day. I realize most people probably aren't going to switch from the computer system they're using now. So every suggestion that follows is possible for everyone out there. Number one, avoid proprietary software and use FOSS instead. FOSS is F-O-S-S. It stands for Free and Open Source Software. Proprietary software is something that you, back in the old days, would have bought right off the shelf, which you now basically download. The manufacturers of the software control everything. Yeah, you can go in and change some of the settings, but you can't actually change the programming and how it works. Free and open source software is just that. It's free. You don't pay for anything. It's open source. Anyone with skills can go in and change how the programming runs. And for that reason, there's no advantage to putting any kind of spyware or anything else in there. The free and open source community is a tight-knit community anybody that violates your privacy with that and shares will eventually be found out and pretty much blackballed uh, what's an example how about Microsoft Office many of you may use Microsoft Office well that's proprietary software it will spy on you there are two good options that anybody can use LibreOffice and OpenOffice they're free and open source they're fully compatible with Microsoft Office, and the latter two will not spy on you. Somebody can send you a Microsoft Office file. You can open up LibreOffice, read it, alter it, and save it back into another Microsoft Office file and send it to somebody else who can then do with it what they need to. If you create a new file from LibreOffice or OpenOffice, it would default to its own file, but you can change it and save it in a Microsoft Office file. So that's one example of what you can do. Google Chrome. You know, 
many people use Google Chrome as their default browser and perhaps their only browser. Again, that's proprietary. It will spy on you and does so constantly. Maybe you should consider using Mozilla Firefox. Free and open source, it won't spy on you. Point is, always look for a free and open source software alternative to what the big tech companies want you to use. There's a lot of good options, many work just as well, and the learning curve is usually very small. <coughs> Excuse me. Number two, use multiple browsers and make use of each one's privacy and security settings. If you use Chrome, use it strictly for Google services, nothing else, not even a search. Same thing with Microsoft Edge. Use it strictly for Microsoft services, nothing else, not even a search. For everything else, use a Fox use a free and open source browser such as Firefox or LibreWolf. There's plenty of them out there. There's Tor browsers. I personally have four different browsers on my computer. I do have Google Chrome. The reason I have that is because my podcast notes are written on Google Docs. Every my podcast website is through Google and all my episodes are backed up onto Google Drive. It allows me to share spot, share files specifically with people who become members of the podcast, and it's just the easiest way to do it. But I don't do anything else on Google Chrome, not even a search. If I'm writing up podcast notes and I need to research something at the same time, I open up a different browser and do it on there. So that's something that many of you may not do. Use multiple browsers. Don't stick with just one. Number three, only log in to one account at a time. Log in, do what you need to do, log out, clear your history, and log into the next account. Accounts can't spy on cookies that are no longer there. I should say websites can't spy on cookies that are no longer there. If you must be logged into multiple accounts, use a different browser as I mentioned previously. Use private windows and only be logged into more than one account for the shortest amount of time possible. In the same category, do not use Facebook or Google to log into other accounts. How many of you sign into Netflix or Hulu or Spotify using your Facebook account or your Google account? Quit it. Stop it. Log in directly. Facebook and Google sees everything you do and they will share it with whoever they can. And one thing I missed previously was even with all those different browsers that you use, go in there, go into the privacy settings, turn off everything that you can that looks fishy. If it has a do not track option, click on it. If it has a share with share information with Google or share information with Microsoft, turn that off. Avoid all that stuff. <clears throat> Number four. Avoid proprietary search engines. Skip the Google search engine. Skip Bing. Skip Yahoo and everyone else just like them. They're proprietary. Use a free and open source search engine. I use DuckDuckGo. There's also StartPage, Quaint, Q 
which is spelled Q-W-A-N-T or something similar. There's a Tor search engine. You know, there's a couple advantages to this. Number one, these search engines don't record everything you do and keep it in storage and share it with other people. Another advantage to this is you'll get unbiased search results. Google, when you search Google, they're going to try and take you to Google Sites, Google Partners. Bing will do the same thing. Yahoo will do the same thing. You get an unbiased search results with DuckDuckGo, StartPage, and the others. You get to see both sides of a story, not just what Google and Bing want you to see. Number five, don't store anything personal or sensitive on the cloud. There's absolutely zero reason to do so other than convenience, which is another word for being lazy. If you don't have a device with a USB port, buy one. You know, virtually every laptop and every desktop computer today has a USB port. If you're doing things strictly over your phone or over a tablet, you need to get a laptop, something that has a USB in it. Once you have it, buy a 256 gig flash drive. 256 gig flash drive can be bought for about 10 to 20 dollars. Encrypt your sensitive files like you do for the cloud or like you're supposed to do for the cloud, do you? Back them up on a flash drive and put the flash drive on your keychain. As long as you have your keychain with you, your files are safe, even if your house burns down when you're not home. If you're at work and you have your keychain with you, your house burns down when you're gone, your files are safe. Maybe 256 gig isn't enough. Maybe you want to back up your entire system. Well, get a USB hard drive, something that you can store off-site. You can back up your entire system onto another hard drive, store it off-site, and it'll be safe. Plus, your entire system can then be backed up from that hard drive so that if you lose your computer, your computer quits working and you have to buy a new computer, you can avoid the pain in the butt of downloading all new software and getting it up and running again. You just have to back it up off your backup. Hopefully I didn't confuse you with all that. Number six, consider a VPN. <clears throat> it reroutes your internet traffic so websites don't know where you're located. The negatives of that are it takes a tad longer to process data because signals have to travel further. The VPN itself could actually spy on you. And some websites may actually need to know your ISP location. Personally, I rarely use one. I do so occasionally. And when I do, I use Proton VPN. It's considered one of the most private VPNs out there. Number seven, and this one I love, quit corporate America if you can. Give up Amazon, give up eBay and other national chains and websites. Support your local community. Support the mom and pop, sh the mom and pop shops. I can get it out there. They're too busy trying to make a living spying on you. Give up the store cards, give up the store apps. Are you that desperate that 10 cents a gallon on gas is, is going to make a difference in your life? You know, a lot of these store apps and store cards will give you a discount on gas. 
My work van takes 30 gallons to fill up. At 10 cents a gallon, that's $3. For me, that's about five minutes of work. If you're minimum wage, okay, I get it, I understand it. But for most of us, it's about priorities. You reap what you sow. If you're going to send out a bunch of privacy information, give it all up, you're not going to get any in return. So in conclusion, yes, maintaining your privacy may create a little bit of inconvenience and some initial homework. Quit being lazy. Lazy people who complain about what they're lazy about irritate me to no end. Die off. You won't be missed by more than a handful of people. Yes, maintaining your privacy may cost you a few extra dollars. But just how much is your privacy worth? Well, here's an answer for you. Ask the Jewish population what they would have given for a little bit of privacy 80 years ago. COVID should be telling you all this. I've taken these steps and the junk mail, the spam mail, the targeted ads, everything else that goes with it has greatly been reduced. When I'm on Facebook to promote my podcast, which is the only reason I'm on Facebook, the ads that I see have nothing to do with me. They're not targeted towards me. That's one way I know how it's working. Oh, and one more thing you can do. Use cash. Then even the credit card companies don't know what you're up to. Well, with that, we're going to call it a close. That wraps it up for another episode. Be smart. Be private. You know the mantra. Question authority. Always be free. Class dismissed. Thank you for listening to the Dakota Rustler Show, a production of DL Root. All rights reserved by DL Root, Buzzsprout.com, and their shared partners. Unauthorized use is prohibited. This show is sponsored by Camp Bridger Seasonings. Visit our sponsor's website at CampBridger.com for more information.